You're listening to the Wisdom Within Podcast, a journey into vulnerability, authenticity, and trusting your intuition. My name is Zoe, and my greatest passion is to support people in uncovering and celebrating who they really are. I believe the world will be a better place when we stop being other people and start being ourselves. Join me here for reflections, conversations, and guidance, all with the goal of helping you to place ultimate trust in who you are, where you are going, and why you are here. It's time to return to yourself. everybody. Man, it feels like it has been forever since I have sat down and recorded a podcast episode. It's been, let me think about it. It's mid-October. It's been probably since the end of July. So I don't know about you, but it feels like several lifetimes (laughs) have gone by in that span of time. I mean, globally, so much has changed. And I know that in each individual life, so much has changed. And, you know, my own experience has been no exception. And I'll be sharing a little bit more with you about all of that in today's episode. But first, I just want to say how much I've missed you and that I'm so happy to be back here chatting with you again. I hope that the last couple of months have been nourishing for you. I know that they very likely have not been easy, (laughs) maybe not easeful, but my hope is that This time has been filled with lessons and opportunities for you to grow and expand and see and know yourself a little bit more deeply. So that's my, that's my hope for you. Right now I am sitting in my new home. If you follow me on Instagram, you have probably seen that I purchased a tiny house. And the last few weeks, I've been in the process of getting her all set up, squared away, ready to live in. And I am officially living in her now. It's a weird sentence, living in her, (laughs) living in the house. She has a feminine energy. She needs a name still. I don't have a name yet, but it's coming. But anyway, she's set up. She is living here with my two dogs. They are sitting next to me on the couch right now. So if you hear any dog sounds, that's because they're here with me. And it's just so beautiful to be in this space that is mine. That is totally mine. And to be able to create and share with you from this sacred space. And I'm going to be sharing more about the story of this house and how this house came into my life. There's so much to catch up on. The last time I recorded an episode, I was just about to leave for a month-long road trip. My friend Kendall and I embarked on a month-long camping road trip that was initially meant to be a coastal road trip down the 101, down the Pacific coast. And we had to change and shift our plans around that a little bit. And I'm sure I'll share more about that later on in the episode as well. But going into that experience, I really just kind of opened myself up to whatever wanted to be presented to me in this journey. Whatever the universe was going to deliver to me, I wanted to just open up and and be open to that and not 
hold myself to any expectations about um, productivity or, you know, output work-wise or any particular way that I had to show up. And so um, it, you know, I posted a bit on Instagram of my, some of the photos and a bit about the experience of the trip, but so much of it was so introspective and chock full of (laughs) lessons and insights that I really needed and coming back from the trip I felt really lost you know the the truth is that this experience this road trip changed me or rather than changed me put me directly in touch with the truth of who I really am, what I really want, what I really believe. And out there on the open road, <laughs> it's it felt easier to connect to that, to touch those pieces of myself because I wasn't constrained or, or tied to the normal, quote unquote, normal parameters of everyday life, responsibilities, you know, news, social media, like all of those things that are a part of our daily life generally. And when I came home from this trip, it was like all of a sudden all of these things, these constrictions and constructs and weights kind of like fell back on my shoulders. And I didn't know how to be. I didn't know how to inhabit my life (laughs) with all of the insights that I had gained and with this new connection to who I was, it felt like nothing fit. And that put me in this space of feeling like I was just in the void, (laughs) ungrounded, lost. I didn't know. I felt like I had no clarity you know, work-wise about what I wanted to talk about, how to show up. I was sort of just floating in this space of floating. And that was deeply uncomfortable. It also coincided with the wildfires in the Pacific Northwest. So in Oregon, just south of me, fires and so much smoke for almost two weeks You know, I, along with so many people in this area, could not leave my home, couldn't open the windows, couldn't breathe air. (laughs) And coming from spending 24 hours a day outside on this camping trip to not even being able to open a window, I felt like a caged animal. For me personally, that 10-day span was harder than all of quarantine and shelter in place combined it was really really tough on my mental health it was hard and if you have experienced the effects of the wildfires this season or ever you likely know what I'm talking about and then that combined with you know the pandemic and all of the unrest in the world it just put me in a really dark and difficult place. And so it was hard for me to show up from there. I felt like I was fully in the mess and didn't know what way was up, what way was down. And part of why it was difficult for me to show up in that was my perfectionistic tendencies. And this pressure that I put on myself to show up perfectly, to have the right thing to say, to appear like I've got it all together, like I know what's going on, like I I know what's up and everything's cool and under control. And (laughs) that was not true. I wasn't cool. I didn't have it all together. Nothing was under control. And having that kind of pressure on myself didn't allow me to show up 
in the mess and authentically and vulnerably share what was going on for me. And that was so hard for me because I deeply wanted to, I know that when I am going through something, if something is coming up in my space, it's coming up in some way for many of you. And that by keeping it close to my chest or waiting until I have it perfectly figured out or worded or whatever gets in the way of actually genuinely providing and like value and giving an opportunity for you to maybe not feel so alone in what you are going through. So I really wrestled with that for a while and it put me in touch with uh, really what was a major lesson for me from this trip, which was uh, anger, like really righteous, sacred anger around uh, the pressure and the constructs and the constraints that had been placed on me and on all of us by society, our families, our ancestral generational lineage, media, social media, like all of these forces that tell us that we have to be something other than what we are, who we are, that we have to, we need to want certain things or do certain things or produce a certain way or show up a certain way or, oh God. And being, being on this trip, this month long trip, I was in a space where I got to surrender all of that. I was, you know, with my friend Kendall and our dogs, we were in our own little world where we got to just be moment to moment, be with nature, be with each other, be with what is. And that sense of freedom was unbelievable. And it put me in touch with this kind of wild, unbridled, natural, organic, juicy part of Zoe that had been so tamped down and shut down my entire life, again, because of programming or, oh, God, I got angry just talking about it. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. All of the things in our society that tell us that we need to behave a certain way or look a certain way or anything like that and touching the freedom from that and then returning home and feeling those sort of constraints kind of coming back was incredibly uncomfortable for me and really really confronting and so vitally important for me to learn and to experience and It has sent me on this whole new trajectory or deepened trajectory of inner work and the work that I want to be doing in the world and the way that I want to be showing up and serving each of you. It has renewed and deepened my commitment to authenticity and vulnerability. I mean, that is, that's in the intro of this podcast, right? Like vulnerability, authenticity, and trusting your intuition. And yeah, those are all really wonderful concepts. And I obviously believe in them because that's what I talk about. But I think for the first time in my life, I am really actively choosing to embody them, to be them and to embody them and to show up in that way. And it's fucking terrifying and so exciting and nourishing and feels like purpose in my heart. It feels like purpose. And I have this renewed drive to support you in your own journey to break free from this programming, from all of these things in our lives that tell us that we have to be any way other than how we naturally are, how we want to be, that we have to want the things that other people want or whatever. All that bullshit. (laughs) No more people pleasing. No more perfectionism. The time is now to 
to liberate ourselves from these things and to own all of who we are, all of it, nothing excluded, embracing our shadows, loving our imperfections, dancing with our too muchness, owning and loving and alchemizing these pieces of ourselves and recognizing that these things that we have maybe viewed as imperfect or not good enough or not in line with other people's expectations are actually our greatest gifts and the things that make us human and make us who we are and allow us to grow. So that was a tangent that I wasn't necessarily (laughs) anticipating going down at the beginning of the episode, but here we are. This is an episode where I'm just kind of flowing with it. I don't have a lot of notes or anything written down. So I'm feeling incredibly passionate about that. And I suppose I'll tell you now that I'm working on a new offering, a program that is steeped in this, in saying fuck it to the programming, to perfectionism, to people pleasing, to any of the constraints that we have ascribed to or that other people have placed on us that don't allow us to fully embody and be who we are and dance as our wild true selves. And it's feels like it is something this program is something that is coming through me it is something from the universe that wants to be birthed through me and i am doing my best to step out of the way and simply be a vessel and remove my ego and my fears about rejection and judgment and all of those things around it and just allow it to flow through and so it is something that is in the works <sighs> planning to be released in November. So stay tuned. I will keep you posted on all of that. Highly recommend following me on Instagram if you don't already because I share a lot more there and will give a lot of updates and information on the program there. So side note. (sighs) Okay, so tiny house. I want to tell you all the story of this sweet new home space that I am currently sitting in. And in order to tell you the full story, I'm going to need to own a shadow with you right now that has been in my space for a while. And so in the name of vulnerability and authenticity and being real and saying fuck it to judgment and whatever perfection I want to share with you all. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I started, let's see, I think it's episode two called Releasing the How, where I tell the story all about how I lost my full-time job that I hated and then I basically took it as an invitation from the universe to pursue this new path as an energy healer and a coach and to do this work. So that was a huge catalyst for me. And subsequently, after losing that job, I had this knowing, I had this intuitive hit that came to me almost immediately after losing this job. So at the time, I was living in an apartment, an apartment I rented in Portland with my partner at the time. And I lost my job and like literally right after that happened, I got this knowing of you need to leave the apartment. You need to, you need to get out of the apartment. You need to leave. And at first I, it came in, it came in in such a neutral, clear, solid way that I knew it was my higher self speaking. Like maybe you've had a similar experience where you just have a knowing that comes in in such a measured clear way where it's like okay this is not my this is not my ego or insecurities talking like this is a deep truth and so I heard that come in and then immediately my mind my ego my inner critic were like no 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 no, no. that's why would we do that we're comfortable here we love this apartment it's been a beautiful safe loving home space for us like if we do that then what happened just totally launching into all of these fears around it And it took me a few weeks 
to really allow myself to feel the truth of that and to honor it. And it was a lot of back and forth conversations with my partner and talking about, should we do this? Should we not do this? What is life going to look like if we do this, if we leave? Like, what does this mean for our relationship? What does this mean for what's next? Like, just there were so many things tied up in this decision to leave this apartment. And I knew on some deep level that in order to pursue this new career path and to pursue all of these different courses and classes that I wanted to take, I needed to give myself the space to do it, which meant not looking for another full-time job, which meant not working for someone else. And that was scary as hell because in so many ways, full-time job meant safety, you know, perceived safety, security, consistency. And essentially I was saying, nah, I don't need that. I'm going to launch into the unknown. (laughs) And oh man, the, the scared parts of me really fought that tooth and nail of here's all the reasons why that's a terrible idea. Let's stay safe. Let's stay here in this apartment. It's known and like everything will be fine. We'll figure it out. And eventually that knowing was just so loud that I had to honor it. And, you know, we came, my partner and I came to the conclusion that this was a step that both of us needed to take to move out of this space and move on to whatever the next chapter was. And for me, that included moving back in with my parents. And that was obviously confronting (laughs) being, I mean, I was 28 at the time. So there were so many pictures that got lit up in my space of how if you're moving back in with your parents, that means you're going backwards. That means that you are somehow failing, right? Because society tells us that that is a that is something that happens when you failed or you can't make it on your own or you're desperate or you're whatever. And so all of these sort of perceptions of that that aren't mine that have been handed down to me from other people were so loud in my space and it caused me to really harbor a lot of judgment toward myself around it, a lot of shame around it. Even though like as far as moving back in with your parents goes, my situation is unbelievably fortunate. I have really wonderful, loving parents who are incredibly respectful of my independence and we get along great and there's no, there was nothing like, you know, my house, my rules kind of thing or whatever. They also live on a gorgeous 10 acre farm that was only 20 minutes away from the apartment that I was giving up. So it would mean that I wouldn't have to leave my friends or just like completely start all over. It was this beautiful opportunity to kind of be held in a safe and supportive place as I embarked on this new, really scary journey of becoming a coach and starting my own business. And I know now looking back that I would not have been able to do that if I did not have that space. And it was like this part of me, my higher self knew that I needed that that home, that landing space, that comfort, that support in order to make this big leap, in order for me to feel like it was possible or feasible for me. And so it was such a gift to be able to do that, to have their support, to not feel the pressure of having to pay rent or utilities and bills and all of that kind of thing, like not having that in my space. Oh my God, what a gift, what a blessing. That's really one of the major things that made where I am now possible. I don't think that I could be here if I had not honored what my higher self knew and had been telling me that I needed to like allow myself really to be held in this way in my parents' space. And so it took some reconciling with the parts of my ego that were bruised about it and the parts of myself that feared judgment from other people about it. And so I, I mean, I was living at my, until I moved in this tiny house, I've been living with my parents. So that's like a year. I mean, not a short amount of time, a long time. And the longer it went on, the more shame I had about it. And which is just so unfortunate because the reality is I'm unbelievably lucky 
unbelievably lucky to have been able to have this kind of support. And I know that there are so many people who don't have that luxury, that privilege. And so by sharing about this with you, I really want to also send like some gratitude and some honoring for this container that I've had. I really feel that in my body in this moment of just a wow. Thank you, mom and dad. Thank you, universe. Thank you, God. Thank you for allowing me to have this space that has allowed me to blossom and become the woman that I am now. So in this moment, I'm just feeling really lucky for that. And, you know, when COVID hit, earlier this year, it was like this whole thing sort of came full circle where I had this insight into, oh, my higher self, some aspect of my inner wisdom within and knowing knew that something big was coming. And this, my parents' farm was the most ideal place to spend quarantine and shelter in place. I mean, having access to nature, 10 acres of space and not living in the city, like really close to other people and having space to move around and being cared for and not having to worry about, you know, again, paying rent or bills or anything like that. Like that made my ability to ride out the early parts of this pandemic in a much more supported way. Obviously it was still challenging and confronting in many ways and continues to be, but I can recognize that it would have been so much more painful or challenge. I can't even imagine what it would have been like if I did not have the safety and security and support of of this home. So <laughs> that was a long-winded way to get to present time. So having lived here with my parents, again, I love them dearly. They are incredible people, so generous, so loving, so wise. We have a great relationship. But And when I left on this road trip, and, you know, to back up a minute, obviously (laughs) my intention moving into my parents' house was not to live there forever. And I didn't even think that I would be there as long as I was. So I knew that eventually there was going to have to be another living situation, moving on, getting back to my independence and living on my own. But I didn't know what that would look like. So I left on this trip with my friend Kendall and within like the first five days of being on this trip together, I just would, I had this uh, visceral like knowing and feeling in my body of like just how good it felt to just be in my own energy. As wonderful as my parents are, I was in their house all the time steeping in their stuff, their energy. And like when you're almost 30 years old, like you need you need your independence. You need your space. Like I'm deep in my Saturn return right now. And there's all kinds of things I'm learning about myself and exploring about myself. And that energetically feels challenging when you are under your parents' roof. So... I had felt that that was getting a little constricting and confronting. And then when I was on this trip a few days in, I just felt how good it was, how good it felt to just be in my own energy. And I had this, again, another knowing similar to the one that told me to leave my apartment, had this knowing of you got to you got to figure something else out. We've got to find another place to live. And I one of the one of my favorite experiences from this trip um was a particular night when we were Kendall and I were near Humbug Mountain I think we were yeah we were staying in Humbug Mountain State Park and we walked to the beach late at night when it was totally pitch black outside and laid down in the sand and looked up at the stars and I had never seen a night sky like this in my life like like the kind that you see at the planetarium where it almost doesn't look real. Like you could just be swallowed up wholly in the cosmos. It was really, really impactful moment for me. And Kendall and I each took turns sort of speaking out to the universe, the things that we want for ourselves 
And we didn't hold back. So it was in the realm of all things of, you know, career and relationships and money and and home space, living space was one of those things. And for both of us, our living spaces, Kendall had also been spending time at her parents' house. And both of us kind of knew like this, this can't be where we end up. We want something different. And so I spoke it out into the universe and said, essentially, I want a home space, a living space that is going to allow me to to soften and to blossom and to dive into my personal growth and my involvement and that will allow me to feel safe and held and like I can be fully me and fully myself and just like really have my have this process of awakening that I'm in and I spoke that out into the universe and then I got this you know a couple days later I don't know what the timeline was but very soon after I got this hit of like, you should just look on Craigslist. So again, to back up just slightly, the idea of moving back into like another apartment in Portland, for example, and paying rent to a property management company and all that, that didn't feel in alignment to me. I knew that that wasn't going to work for me. The energy about it didn't feel right. The idea of doing that during a pandemic with all these uncertainty, like just, it just, I knew that that wasn't going to be it. And I had been intrigued by the idea of, you know, van life, tiny house life. It was really my ex-partner who kind of introduced me to those things. And it's a big, there's a big community of people who are into that sort of thing in Portland and the Pacific Northwest. Um, And so it had been on my radar and I thought it was like cute and a nice idea. And I like to like, you know, look on Instagram and stuff for people who are living that way and always thought it was nice, but had never really seriously seriously considered it but I got this intuitive hit on the trip that said you should just look on Craigslist for tiny houses and I was like all right I'll just do a search so I get on Craigslist I do the search and this house that I'm currently sitting in pops up on the search and it was this immediate like soul level, feel it in my body, attraction and magnetism to this house. And you've probably like, you probably know what I'm talking about, right? Where there's, maybe it's a person or an idea or, but when you are just so drawn to something that you can feel it, that it's like a knowing, it's like a hit in your body. That's how I experienced it. And so I like looked at the pictures and looked at like everything about it sounded really perfect. And I turned to Kendall and I said, I found my house. (laughs) And again, this is the first Craigslist search I'd done. I didn't, I didn't go into it with any parameters of like, it needs this or it needs that. I need it to be X number of square feet or this price. Like I had no parameters around it. It was literally just, uh, I was called to search for it. It was there and I had a knowing about it and just said, I think this is my house. So then I had to wrap my mind around the idea of, I mean, it's not a small purchase. It's obviously a large investment. Buying a home, becoming a homeowner is not a small thing. And it was not a thing, again, that was on my radar at all or that I had really been (laughs) seriously thinking about or considering in any way. So my brain had to kind of catch up with what my higher self had basically already decided. And that obviously came with a lot of you're crazy. What are you thinking? Here's all the reasons this isn't going to work, yada, yada. I historically am an incredibly logical, practical, rational person with everything, with every little decision. I will overanalyze. I mean, this comes from perfectionism as well. So if you're also a recovering perfectionist, you know what it feels like to overanalyze every single decision and kind of be paralyzed about it and not know and yada, yada. And I'm saying yada, yada a lot. It's weird. (laughs) But I couldn't argue with the knowing that I had. I couldn't, I couldn't argue with it. Like no matter how much my rational brain tried to scare me out of it, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't, I couldn't shake the knowing. So I called the woman who was selling it and had a conversation about it and asked her all these questions and everything seemed really in line and really right. The only thing was that 
I was in California and wasn't coming back for like three weeks because we were in the first, you know, third of our trip. And this house was located in Oregon. And so I wasn't going to be able to see it in person. (laughs) And that was, again, for my logical, rational brain, that sounded crazy. That sounded crazy. So I... I went, well, so this is part of the story as well. I went on a psilocybin journey and psilocybin psychedelics are a large part of my personal exploration awakening process. And they're something that serve me and help me and guide me in my own process. I'm not necessarily recommending them or anything like that, but I want to share with you the story that I had. So I went on this psilocybin journey and basically consulted the mushrooms and went into went into the experience with the intention that I want to get clarity around what to do about this house. And basically what I got from that experience was this very clear message that said this is your house. This is your house and this is the place where you are going to do all kinds of healing. Healing yourself, growing. This is your Saturn return bungalow. Basically, like this is the space that you need that is meant for you to move through and process all of these things that are coming up for you that are going to come up for you. Like this is your space. And it came to me in such a clear, level-headed way as messages that I receive from mushrooms generally are. And so I came out of that and just like, all right, this is my house. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it, whatever I need to do. And so I, the next morning messaged my parents and said, I've decided to buy this tiny house. I need you to go look at it because the woman selling it didn't want to sell it until some like me or a proxy actually came to look at it so she would know that it was a serious offer and all that and whatever. So my parents were kind enough to drive like an hour and a half away and go look at the house. And I kind of, uh, it's it's so strange to me how deeply I trusted this knowing about this house because again like I said it goes against every other way that I've made a decision or things that I've known for the majority of my life but it was just such a clear knowing and even when I would get reflections from example from my from my mom who said this place is she went to see it she said it's adorable everything about it is great except it's really really tiny And I don't know how you're going to live in it with two dogs. I'm claustrophobic in here. I can't imagine it. It's like really, really small. And I really had to sit with, you know, other people's perceptions of this house and whether or not it would work for me and kind of wade through that to find my truth about it, which was that regardless, I know that this house is made for me. And if there are challenges that come with it, along with the size of it and being too small, Those are things that I am trusting that I need to go through and grow through in order to come to greater healing and understanding within myself. So full trust mode, basically, in all of these. And this whole thing was this whole house was full trust mode. (laughs) So in and of itself, just the house and the process of getting it was so emblematic of this this journey that I'm on and this this work to honor my truth and my knowing. So. While on this trip, without ever seeing this house in person, I purchased it (laughs) and signed on the dotted line and all of those things and then just continued on my trip knowing that there was going to be this new space and all of these new challenges and moving and everything that comes along with that when I returned home. And so again, that was simultaneously really exciting, really expansive, and also really scary. And like, holy shit, what have I gotten myself into? Now there's all these other pieces to worry about and think about, and you got to downsize and get rid of all your stuff. And So there was a lot of processing around the preparation for that that I went through, but I never lost in any of those moments my connection to the knowing and the trust around this this home, this space. So fast forward to returning home from the trip. Like I said, I was home for maybe two days and then the wildfires hit, the smoke, the not being able to go outside or open a window. And so... 
that combined with just coming back from a trip was already really wearing on me and my mental health. And then just to add some excitement to it, the area in Oregon where this house was parked um, was an area that was like the first area that was evacuated (laughs) because of these fires, level three evacuation, like immediately. And I obviously had not yet picked up the house or had it delivered to me. So it was still sitting in that place. And so for the next 10 days, I had no way of knowing if the house was burned, incinerated, if it was okay. It was this total space of not knowing, (laughs) complete uncertainty, definitely didn't add any groundedness (laughs) to what I was already experiencing. It was this whole mess of uncertainty and oh my god I've just paid a bunch of money for this house and it might have been burned to ash and like all all of these things circling in my mind and so it was this huge experience of opening up to trust it was a real crash course in trusting that whatever happened with the house was meant for me was meant to happen and one way or another I was gonna get what I needed from it and so I gave myself a couple hours after finding out about the evacuation to freak the fuck out like I gave myself some time to really be like freaked out about it and then over time over the next few days I really moved into this space of complete acceptance And it wasn't overnight. There was processing and and being with myself that I really had to do. But I came to this understanding that either way, it would be okay. If the house was gone, it would be okay. And it had already taught me so much. It had already given me so many lessons without me ever seeing it or stepping foot in it. It had taught me lessons about trusting myself, honoring myself, trusting my knowingness, like, Those lessons were invaluable to me and I wouldn't have been able to have them without finding this house on Craigslist. So I came to the acceptance that if it was gone, I'd already gotten so much from it and that would be okay. And if the house was okay and it pulled through, then it was going to be that much clearer of a, this is meant for you. This space was meant for you because it made it through this ordeal. And I feel now on the other side of it that much more blessed to be that it that it is okay and that I'm sitting in it now so obviously long story short the house made it through (laughs) made it through the fire uh took a couple again like 10 days two weeks of not knowing not knowing and it was a really really uncomfortable space to be sitting in but it was a, a crash course in acceptance and being with the experience of the uncertainty and what it was bringing up for me and the pain and the panic and the sadness and the grief and the hope that it was bringing up in me and it's just another massive lesson that this house has given me and again I've only been actually living in it for like a week (laughs) at this point (sighs) so this space feels really significant to me It feels like an initiation. It feels like the space that is holding next level Zoe. And it's exciting and also terrifying because I don't, you know, now that I'm here, it's like, all right, what happens from here? Which is scary and exciting. And I already feel the shifts and the changes and the, the, difference that I feel with having my own space again and being in my own energy and like literally just freaking like dancing naked you know what I mean like the stuff you can't do when you're living in your parents house and so being able to reconnect with all that stuff oh god it's so nourishing it's so important and I just feel so so grateful to be here so Whew, I was just talking for 43 minutes straight. Wow. So (laughs) that is an update on this new beginning for me. This home really represents a new beginning. Returning from the trip really represents a new beginning. This shift in focus of my work to blast through and break through programming and to support you into 
reclaiming who you really are, this all feels like a really potent, really beautiful new beginning. And so I'm so, I'm so grateful to be able to share the story with you and to be connected with you and to hopefully continue on this journey with you. If you're curious um, to see what the little tiny house looks like, I did a tour on Instagram a few days ago and it is saved on my IGTV. So if you're curious what this little house looks like, highly recommend checking it out because she's real cute. And it's been so fun just to decorate her and to just make her like to nest, basically to make her my cozy little nest space and moving into Portland winter. Um, you know, it's rainy and dark, so you got to hunker down. And this feels like just the most beautiful, cozy place to do that. Lighting so many candles and getting warm blankets and making tea. And I'm just having so much fun with it. So I'm really just feeling incredibly, incredibly grateful. So that's where I'm at in this moment. A new beginning, a fresh start. I'm feeling lots of things, fear, apprehension, uncertainty, but also excitement and hope and purpose and calling and connection to each of you. So thank you for tuning in and for listening. Thank you for your patience with the podcast. When I left on the trip, excuse me, I didn't necessarily, I didn't anticipate such a long break from the podcast, but I also didn't have a clear um, like idea of when I would return. So it feels like it's been a while, but it also feels like it's been the exact right amount of time. And moving forward, I'm resolving to not hold myself to a rigid schedule with this podcast. I really want to move into a space of allowing it to flow and creating and recording when it feels inspiring and when the energy is right and not ascribing to this idea, again, this program that other people in the industry or whatever have put in my space that I should show up on a consistent interval. It needs to happen X, Y, like it needs to happen every week or every other week so people know when to expect you. And there's truth to that, yes. But for me, it got to the point where it felt like work. It felt like a drag of like, oh God, another another Tuesday's coming up. I got to find something to talk about, what I'm going to talk about. And then the energy coming through wasn't in in highest alignment and highest good and I only want to be showing up here when it's like I'm so excited to sit down with the microphone and talk to y'all which is how I feel in this moment so bear with me because the cadence of episodes may be inconsistent it may be long stretches of time between them they may be more frequent I'm not holding myself to any sort of structure in this moment in time that feels right that may change down the line it may go back to regular structure. But for now, that's what feels good. So I'm trusting uh, my inner knowing about when to show up and when to record and when I have something to share that will be of value. And I'm also, as far as, you know, the way that I'm sharing with you all, I've really been enjoying video showing up on video on Instagram, whether that's IGTV or stories or live. So I've been uh, it's a bit of a dance for me to figure out what what is the best format to share each thing that I want to share. You know, what what is best on stories, what is best on a podcast, all that. So this story, this uh, everything that I just shared with you felt like a podcast episode. And so I'm um, that's just part of my process now to figure out how best to deliver or package these things that I want to share with you because I have so many things that I want to share. So anyway, that's a little behind the scenes, maybe TMI if you don't care, but (laughs) it felt good to share in the moment. So thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for being with me. Like I said, stay tuned because I have something special that I'm working on, a new offering that I'm going to be sharing in a couple of weeks that I'm so excited about and humbled by and just really thrilled to put out into the world. And I also have one one one-on-one mentorship spot open. I do want to remind you all of that. So for the month of October, I have one spot open for a one-on-one mentorship. And this is a six-month container where I take a deep dive with you. 
If you are on a personal development journey, if you are on an awakening journey, if you are at a point in your life where you know that you are more, that you are capable of more, that you dream for more for yourself, but you're feeling stuck in getting there or being able to fully touch that or express that there there are b- limiting beliefs in your way there are patterns that are in your way there are or maybe you're not even sure what's in your way but you just know that you feel stuck and you know that some one-on-one support would benefit you reach out to me i cannot stress enough the value and the importance of one-on-one support when you are at a point like this a transformational point like this in your life or in your journey the gift of having a person who is whose sole job it is to listen and support you in whatever you are going through that there it's the most valuable thing in the world and coming back from my trip i've had my own coach shout out to megan i fucking love you <laughs> having a mentor having someone where you can just be like hey i'm freaking out about this today you know or just that you can talk through all of the shit that gets mucked up in your head and just know that you're not alone and that you're supported it's my number one greatest passion this one-on-one container i love to dive deep and to support you in your journey and to just be with you and be your teammate in this. You don't have to do it alone. And so if anything that I just said resonates with you, if you feel like my sort of vibe, my energy, my whatever, if you feel a connection and you feel like this sort of support is something that you could use in your life right now, message me, send me a DM on Instagram, or you can send me an email. Those are linked in the show notes below. I would love to connect with you and see how I might be able to support you. (sighs) with all that said thank you so much I love you so much what a fucking time to be alive y'all you're not alone in this in the moments when you are feeling the most challenged the most lonely the most withdrawn the most unsure know that those are the moments where you are touching your deepest humanity And when you are touching your deepest humanity, you are the most connected to everyone else on the planet. And so you are not alone in what you are struggling with right now and what you are facing. I am here with you. So many of us are here with you. So please remember that. Please know that. Please be gentle with yourselves. Love yourselves as deeply as you can. And I will talk to you soon.